0: To,
1: to the, the download, download, download podcast a brand new show at studio 1201, 1201. This, this episode is so called, called from, from then to now
0: Slave! what's up everyone this is derek hatch from all things narrative and the creative arts academy here at the download homeschool program at 1201 common ground community development i know that was a mouthful but i am so glad you are here to witness the first episode of our first podcasting class. So these students have been working hard all semester in order to create the episode that you are about to hear. They came up with the topics, they scripted it out, recorded it themselves, and even edited it as well. And so the theme they came up with for this episode is from then to now, where they take various subjects that they're interested in. From dogs to Jordans to music and arts and trace what it was like then to what it's like now and what it means for them. And so without further ado, I present to you our first podcasting homeschool class. And if you like this episode, then check out creativeartslakeworth.org and you can sign up your student for this class here in Lake Worth, Florida. All right, here we go.
2: My name is Jelly. Uh, interviewing Derek on uh, the history of
0: music. What's up, Jelly? How you doing? What's up? Good, you? I'm doing well. I'm doing okay. well.
2: Okay.
0: So history of music, that's a broad topic, right? Are we going to talk about all kinds of music or where do you want to start with this? With drumming. Yeah, okay, drumming. very cool.
2: Where do you want to start? Um, someone who's super old, you should know.
0: Wow, you were alive when the first drummer player. Uh huh. Uh huh. So sure.
2: Since did you see the first drummer player
0: live? <laughs> I wish. I wish. wish. Drumming goes back thousands of years. In fact, it goes back all the way to the continent of Africa, where they were developing, djembes, uh, hand drums, right? Yes. That were used for religious uh, ceremonies. They were used for dancing. Mm-hmm. Later, they were used um, for communication between different tribes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, drumming is is an ancient art form, and it's something that transcends so many different cultures, and it's one of the things I love about music so much is the way that it unifies us, the way that it brings us together as people. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different styles of music that incorporate drumming. There's a lot. Um, What is your favorite style to play? Ooh, my personal favorite style to play? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I was raised on rock and roll, so I've always got a soft spot for that, mm-hmm. but I, I really enjoy playing jazz. I uh, will say jazz Jazz is really fun. Yeah, so you're a drummer too, right? Yes. So you enjoy playing jazz. Do you have any other styles or kinds of beats that you like to play? I mean, man, a little bit of rock. Yeah. Because my drum teacher
2: taught me. He's super old too, like you.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh, Yeah. Yeah. I would say jazz is like my favorite. Pretty chill. Yeah, that's cool. When you go back to like the 1920s and you've got the big band movement with Your Swing, era. right? Uh-huh, uh uh-huh. It would be a cool era to go back and live in, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But you've got uh, you've got Papa Joe Jones. Mm-hmm. You've got Gene Krupa, Buddy Rich, right? These guys are legendary. And you could st- see a lot of their videos on YouTube. If you never watched them play, go check them out. I mean, I think I've showed you some of them, right? Especially yeah. Buddy Rich. He's, yeah, Buddy Rich. He's insane. Yeah, so when drumming really came to the forefront in that era, like in terms of the drum set, right? A lot of the time, the drums was known just for keeping the beat and time, but drummer actually became a star, right? So you have Gene Krupa, Buddy Rich. These drummers actually kind of became like musical icons and celebrities, and the drummer— in some ways even played the role as a conductor, right? When you listen to yeah. a lot of their music and you see how they perform there. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the 60s, that's when we get a lot of that rock and roll, right? Yeah. So you know any rock drummers from that era? Oh, um, Ringo Starr. Yeah, Ringo Starr, that's right, um, that's right.
2: What about, what about Neil Armstrong's song, Keith Moon?
0: Oh, Keith Moon. <laughs> yeah, so you got Keith Moon, you got from The Who, you got John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah, and so each of them really tried to push uh, forward the innovation of the drum set. Mm-hmm. So, so those are like three main amazing drummers that I highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, and then, do you know any modern day drummers?
2: Um, Travis Barker is still one of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Travis Barker. Yeah, he's he's amazing. He's one of my favorites as well. Yeah. So, do you have any other questions or things about uh, drumming and music that you want to ask about? Um. What have you enjoyed most about playing the last couple of years? What have I enjoyed most? Ooh, that's a good question. I I love that with drumming. It's just kind of building this vocabulary, right? Like you learn different words when you're learning to speak a language and drumming is the same thing. You're constantly learning new beats, rhythms, Mm -hmm. fills, that you can just kind of start putting together and try different combinations and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Uh, After playing drums for 23 years, I still have so many different things that I discover that I get to play. Mm -hmm. Only 23 years, keep in mind.
2: That was 203. So, uh uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Sure, sure. Well, and it's nice to see you come along as a drummer as well. So, you've been playing for a couple years, right? Yeah. And what's your favorite part about playing drums?
2: Learning new things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's something new you learned lately?
2: Um, There's a really beat. There's a really hard beat that I got taught today.
0: Uh huh.
2: Almost wanted to kill myself to it, but I mean, sucked it up. Learned. Was it, it
0: the uh, the Led Zeppelin beat? Yes. Boom, 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 boom. Right from the immigrant song. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good song. Good beat. Awesome. Well, Jelly, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you um, very much. And yeah, and hopefully, um, if you're interested in learning more about music and drummers, um, go check out some YouTube videos. Check out some of these drummers. See how they play. And yeah. And we do drum lessons here at Creative Arts Academy. Yes, so, we do. yeah. Thanks,
2: Jelly. Thank you very much.
3: Hi, guys. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we're going to be exploring the topic is technology bad or good for children? My name is Miss Radodactyl, and this is my friend, Roblox Mouse. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so would you like to start or you want me to start? You can start. Okay. So one of the cons about um, technology is how certain games with voice chat and that you're talking to other people are bad for children because there's no filter to what you're saying. And, you know, the exposure to inappropriate things that their children have not, like, told their children yet. Yeah,
4: I agree with that. But what about how technology lets you talk to loved ones when they're
3: far away? True. But <laughs> but the amount of screen time used per day has come to be like associated with different not not very positive outcomes as in obesity, poor sleep quality, and eye development. Wow, okay. So you're saying that children should be on screens less? Yes, because in China children only have three to four hours a week. To talk to their friends, use TikToks, other social media apps, obviously, um, play games. And then again, they all have higher grades than the average American population. Wow. Um, Honestly, I don't think I would survive
4: with three to four hours a week on my phone. (laughs) But I agree with that. But I feel like phones can help things go quicker and it can help children learn too, you know? Like... During COVID, you could go onto Google Meet. So many children wouldn't be able to learn for two years and a half if it weren't for Google Meet, Zoom, just computers in general with those kind of apps on it, children wouldn't be able to be where they are today.
3: Okay. Well, based off of that, all I can think about is how if Zoom and all of those different types of apps to talk to your talk to your teachers, your friends during COVID, what would happen if you didn't have that? you would be isolated as well, but you would have less screen time and the amount of screen time for use, like I said, has obesity, poor sleep quality, eye development and now some more effects like of using technology as depression, anxiety, brain fog and the in the inability to like digest the media, cyberbullying, harassment. No self-isolation also lurking at looking at a screen like for a whole six hours a day only having one break for lunch is extremely bad for your eyes especially if you're not the type of person to buy blue light glasses or if your parents don't believe in that because the radiation as well which you can't really protect from a computer is going into your brain and it's affecting it in a very bad way
4: well there are other things you can buy like there are, spe- like, special blankets you can put on you if you're going to put your computer on your lap that stops radiation. Remember, kids, buy blue light glasses if you're going to look at screens for more than two hours a day. <laughs> and a radiation blanket for your phone
3: and laptop. Then again, are you talking about a physical blanket or a blanket that goes onto your technology? Because if it's a physical blanket, remember... The we A physical live in- blanket. Then that's it's kind like, of bad like because... Like, this wide. It's like, it's really tiny. Okay. Yeah, but... <laughs> So, if you're putting that on your body and we're in eighty to ninety degree weather almost every day, it's not very safe for all of that like all the heat to be going into your body and your body can overheat from that depend yeah, also yes. with the radiation the wi fi the blue light if you don't have it, blue light glasses that filter that it it's not very good for you, yeah. Well,
4: most times you have a desk. you can just put your computer on the desk unless you're like in the car or something which are like rare times if you're on like a road trip. Then you would be using the blanket and you would have a c to help that. but yeah, you have to monitor how much you use a computer and maybe you don't buy like um the ones that go in your lap and you buy like I'm not sure what it's called, but the one desk
3: you mean a lap desk. Mm-hmm.
4: The desktop, yeah. That, uh, yeah. Yeah, you buy, like, the monitor with, like, the separate keyboards so it just stays on your desk permanently so that radiation isn't just pouring into your body. And I see a lot of kids sometimes, like, they put their phone, like, right on their organs and <laughs> their stomach. And they're, like, laying down and they have their computer, like, right here on their heart. And it's, like, so bad for them.
3: Yeah, it is extremely bad. But then again, what happens if their parents aren't as wealthy or they aren't in a good situation for money and they can't buy blue light glasses a desk a lap desk certain things like uh, that can protect you from radiation or the stuff that goes in your eyes well yeah that'd be a really hard situation but i
4: think they just have to monitor how much time they use on their computer or phone or whatever and take breaks from it and go outside and, like, look at the sun. and
3: <laughs> That's what I said about China. <laughs> yeah. I was saying kids in China, like I said. They only have three to four hours, I believe, a week. And they, they do have improved grades. And I've heard that the TikTok there, the media, only shows successful children, successful adults. So that, you know... So that all that's going in their mind is that. And currently, right now, all that we see on our social media platforms are how, oh, today I learned how to bake cookies. Do you want to learn? Or, hey, do you want um, to watch me in my morning routine? Or dress Come up watch. my cat with a like, baby onesie? Or, you know, let's just do a TikTok dance. Why are you always in the mood?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think children should monitor how much they're on that because they're on that way too much but yeah one more pro that I have is that technology can also help you be creative like there are certain drawing apps that help you; it be much easier to draw and gives children ideas about that and there are some YouTube videos that
3: will let you do crafts and stuff like that so one of my last cons are based off of what you said are how children can go onto YouTube for 5 minute crafts and again why don't they go outside and explore those 5 minutes crafts? DIY, make it themselves, create something new with their friends. Yeah, I understand that, yeah. Yeah, well, that's all I have. What about you? Um, that's it.
4: Thank you for talking. Yeah, thank you. This so, is Roblox Mouse and Ratadactyl. miss Ratadactyl. All right, kids, monitor your screen time. Make sure to go outside and get some good vitamin D. <laughs> make sure you get that
3: fresh air. So, Be we'll creative. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Bye. Bye.
4: Hi, guys. It's Roblox Mouse, and I'm here with my friends. Red Bull gives you wings and meals. We're going to be talking about a good versus a bad dog owner. And after that, we're going to be talking about... What breed is better, small or big dogs, and, like, why? So, first, why don't we talk about what a bad dog owner would do if the dog, let's say, stole one of the slippers in the morning. What do you think a bad dog owner would do?
1: Smack it.
4: Yeah, I don't think a bad dog owner would, like, do anything to... Help the dog. I think they would just, like, lock them outside the house.
1: What about you, Meals? It probably would give a bad punishment. Yeah, but, like, what? Never, no food, no water.
4: That's really no harsh. Bed. Um, Do you guys have another scenario? No. Okay, what if, like, the dog, like, peed on the carpet? I think The bad dog owner would just, like... Get rid of the
1: dog. Well, if they did it the first time, then probably just smack it. But a second time, it'd be lost. Yeah, yeah, if it's, like, the multiple time, then probably bring it to the pound. Yeah. I mean, a good dog owner, they
4: would just train their dog not to do that. Mm-hmm. But like, if they're a bad dog owner, then that dog's going to get it.
1: So, Red Bull, do you have any dogs? I have one. She's, not, she's diabetes, and she's blind. Oh, wow, that's really sad. I'm sorry to hear that. Um,
4: (laughs) So how do you take care of a dog with diabetes and is blind? Like, does she bump into things? Does she, like...
1: Yeah, she bumps into a lot of things.
4: Do you guys just keep her in the house, or do you guys take her anywhere, like the park?
1: We usually just keep her in the house, walk her sometimes.
4: So you have to, like, guide her everywhere she goes? Not everywhere.
1: She could see, like, outlines.
4: Okay, so she's not completely blind. Yeah, but she lost most of her sight. Okay, she's old, right? Yeah, she's 11. Okay, that's, yeah, most dogs wouldn't have that if they were younger. Um, So, (laughs) do you have to feed her, like, special food because she has diabetes? Yeah. Okay, like what? Like, is it wet food, dry food?
1: Dry. Sometimes wet.
4: Okay, how many times do you feed her?
1: Three times.
4: Wow, that's a lot. Um, Is she, like, doing good with diabetes and blindness? Yeah,
1: she's really good.
4: Okay, does she, is she still, like, active, or does she, like, lay down a lot?
1: She laid down a lot, but recently she was in a coma. Oh, my gosh. Is she out of the coma? Yeah.
4: Okay, is she doing all right? Yeah. Okay. So, what have you learned from having a dog that's blind and has diabetes?
1: That, like, you need to give her lots of water. Okay.
4: Um. So, how do you feel about having a dog like that? Like, do you wish you had a different dog? Do you no. love her? I like her. (laughs) Okay. Um, What about your brother? Does he like the dog? Yeah. Okay, so she's like a part of the family?
1: Yeah. All right,
4: that's sweet. Okay. And what about you, Miles?
1: Do you have any dogs at home? I have one. um, He likes to eat bugs. And one time uh, at my birthday party, a bug was in my friend's face, and he jumped at her. And... (laughs) She got a little cut on her cheek, and so my mom had to put a butterfly um, bandage on her cheek, and she had to go to the ER. Wow. Luckily, uh, he was not a able—he didn't—he um, wasn't taken away. Is he a violent dog, or is he, like, sweet? Oh, no, he's—he's he's big, but he's little. Um, he's a V-slut, and I think he's seven.
4: Is he, like— loving or does he like is he active he's
1: active but he's gentle
4: okay so he is just because of the bug yeah (laughs) that's kind of funny um so how do you feel about owning a dog
1: i want two dogs but my mom says it's a lot of work to take care of them
4: okay what do you have to do to take care of your dog
1: feed it water it pick up poop it's not fun doing
4: that yeah I (laughs) i have two dogs
1: it's not really fun
4: um so, your dog, you said it was a boy, right? Mm-hmm. So, how, wait, you said it was seven? Yeah. Okay, so what do you like to do with your dog?
1: He whines a lot when he usually means he wants attention or wants to go outside.
4: Okay, and what do you do to give him attention?
1: You would have to take him out for a walk, or if he if he didn't get that, he would start barking.
4: Oh, Yeah, I mean, I have two dogs, and when they want to go outside, they, like, shake their head. We'll say, like, outside, and they'll shake their head, and that means yes, and then we just let them outside, and then, like, two minutes later, they'll start barking to come back inside. That's
1: cool.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask you first, Red Bull, do you prefer big dogs or little dogs?
1: Big dogs. Why? Small dogs are just nippy and messy. I mean, I really like, don't like but if you're a good
4: dog owner, you can train a little dog to not be like yappy and snippy. And I know,
1: but they're really, but sometimes they're really hard to like teach or something.
4: I mean, it really depends on what breed you get. I prefer little dogs because, like, you can carry them around, you can put them on their lap, and you can like, you can just hug them and take them everywhere you go. That's why I want like a little dog. Um, what about you, meals?
1: I I prefer a big dog. Well, I have one, but I think big dogs are more protective and they don't whine and yap a lot. I don't like big dogs as much because it's like big dogs are
4: so... Like, they're just big. But what if you get a puppy that's really big? Puppies like to bite. Well, then that puppy grows up and it stays a big
1: dog. Like, what do you mean? Like, if you got a puppy... Let's just say and then it was really big. I wouldn't get a puppy that
4: is gonna be a big dog.
1: What if your parents surprised you with her? So you prefer like small ben. dogs like like to stay like that? Yeah. Like medium
4: or small dogs, like a wiener dog or like what are they called? Frenchies? Yeah, like, like those two. like those hot dogs? Yeah. I think they're really cute. They're like little hot dogs. They're I little... wanted
1: to decorate it as like a must. A hot dog yeah their hours. their
4: legs are like so tiny it's like their legs are like the size of my eye <laughs> and it's like their body is so long they're so cute and i love little dogs because it's like you just hug them and pick them up and like they can just lick you their tiny little faces and big dogs like if they, they go on your lap you. yeah if they go on their your lap they're gonna like crush you <laughs> thank you for letting me interview you about what a good versus bad dog owner would be Welcome back to the pod, everyone. It's Jelly, and I'm
2: here with Barry and CJ today, and we're gonna be talking about Jordans and the history of Michael Jordan. And as we know, Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time when it comes to basketball. His brand, Air Jordan, carries his legacy as we know worldwide. So, question to both of y'all is: What is your favorite Jordan?
1: I'd say probably like the Jordan Lightnings, Jordan Ford. fours. Huh? The fours? Yeah. Oh, nice. four, they're four. sick. Uh, Jordan yeah. four blue thunders European release. I have the lightnings. Nice. I have the red. Thunders. Nobody here has the Europe. Uh, has the blue thunders because?
2: What well, was the European release? So. Yeah, I know.
1: But uh, I have. Why release. does Europe get everything better? Yeah, I don't know. That's that. a I good question. I Europe gets a lot know. of nice
2: shoes. I agree with you. Mine is always between fours and threes. I feel like fours always look like nicer. But what's threes your favorite are... three?
1: What's your favorite three? Three. Ooh.
2: The wizard. Mine's the wizards. The wizards are nice, but it's like, I like the fire red threes. Those are nice. nice. It's a clean shoe. I have yeah. them. Like, what about what about the
1: three cements? The three cements. The cements. They don't. The they white don't cements. Know. No, the th- yeah.
2: Yeah, I like the OG ones. The new ones, I'm kind of annoyed because they released them, but I age look to them. So I would like, cop them, but it's. Mm. They're not like that. I like the white cements. OGs or the reimagined? Which one? What? Which one? The OGs or oh, the reimagined one?
1: Oh, the new one. I mean, no, like, the old one. Yeah. <laughs> I was
2: always a cleaner.
1: Hey, sorry yeah. to offend anybody who has uh Jordan 2s and likes Jordan 2s, no. but they're ugly. They're ugly. Super
2: ugly. If you really wear them, ugly. I'm sorry, you're old.
1: And Jordan 12, they suck. Jordan 12? Did you say Jordan 12? Yeah, Jordan Child. 12. Are you okay? Jordan 12 suck. Jordan 11s 12 are nice. Are 11s are fine. If any of
2: you all know, like, would you like to explain how Michael Jordan made Jordans? He collabed with Nike. <laughs> yeah,
1: his first Jordans were a collab with Nike. Yeah,
2: yeah, but he always struggled. He never actually liked the shoe.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, no, he did. He did like the shoe. He didn't have any problems with it before. Yeah, but until he wore the thirteens because they were because they were better, and his foot developed to the thirteens. Did you see that thing then, where like
2: ones made his feet bleed one time? Yeah, yeah.
1: He developed his foot developed to the thirteens, and then and then he wore and then he wore the ones, and then that and then that made the, and then his foot wasn't used to the ones anymore, so he mm-hmm. so his foot started bleeding.
2: Man, this, like what separates Jordans f- between other shoes?
1: I'd say comfort, style. The comfort, the look of them, and uh-huh.
2: the fours. No, that's you Air Forces. Height. That's
1: Air Forces. Air Force gave you height, but Jordan Fours
2: also gave you a lot of height. Yeah, like, you'd be getting. Uh, like you'd be turning uh, like, six feet if tall. If you jump but...
1: in Jordan Fours, you should you should be arrested. You should get arrested. If you play basketball in Jordan Fours, like expensive Jordan Fours. I mean, forest, you it is a
2: basketball shoe, so you're yeah, technically but, meant to play basketball in like, it. Jordan yeah, Fours. Like, a lot of people don't know not to this day. It's like. If you, people if see you it in a stylish shoe.
1: If you wear them for style, but if if you have like money like that, just wear them for basketball. Like seafoams. Go ahead, seafoams. If you're wearing those for basketball, you can just leave like. get... What those are nice shoes. Seafoams are nice. Seafoams, but not for basketball. Like they're who more, cares? They're, they're me. They're more meant for casual wear than they're actually made for, like. Well all, all
2: Jordans are actually technically a basketball shoe in general. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they the color originated way. from basketball, but like
1: I would wear Jordan twos for basketball. It's Jordan because I don't care about like, them. Different.
2: I have never actually seen like Michael Jordan playing the fours. No,
1: I don't think, I think I he did. played I I'm I haven't I've have not I've not been alive then, but I don't
2: think none of us <laughs> are alive besides someone in this room who was in a
0: Yeah, officer. yeah. What did he
1: wear? Did he wear the fours? Did did he he ever? Were ever? You, did
2: you were you at the no, game he played that? Oh,
1: he broke the color code in, in like in the NBA. Oh, yeah. He broke
2: the color code. Any final thoughts on like uh, Michael Jordan and his shoes? I definitely think his Nike collabs are
1: like really good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's wrap it up. Um, see you next time on the pod. Bye.
0: Bye bye. All right, we're back here with another segment and I've got the one and only Miss Radodactyl. Yeah. And you wanted to talk about dancing today.
3: Yeah, I wanted to talk about to how, how dancing turned from something so clean to how it turned into something where it was all interestingly inappropriate sometimes.
0: And you use that word wholesome in the class, right? When you yeah. talked about dancing. So I'd love to know, first off, why dancing is that something that you're passionate about something that you're interested in and then secondly, if you can tell us a little bit about the history of dance and how it got to where it is today
3: okay, so I'm gonna start out with like how what some of the like bullet points about how before it was so clean and, um wholesome as I said it had more class to it. people mm-hmm. didn't take it as something to be inappropriate about it was safer parents could trust that they were being clean and stuff. Now it's more inappropriate. It's not as wholesome. It's more just like party, 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 or, and it's just not as wholesome.
0: What are some examples of those dances that you're referring to from the past?
3: Um, Things like ballroom dances. Mm-hmm.
0: Things,
3: yeah. Things where you can just like meet a different person, go have small talk, not just be dancing and just, not having as much fun as you.
0: There was almost an elegance to it. It was very formal. And it was an art form that, you know, you, you watch a lot of these old movies that are in like the Victorian era. And they, everybody knows how to dance. Like there's a dance and everybody can do it. And it's very complex. It's very intricate, but also, you know, elegant and graceful. When would you say that dancing really started to go in a different direction
3: maybe around i mean roughly around like the 2000s
0: so what was happening around that time
3: (laughs) um more people were getting into um faster music and how trying to like they weren't using as much classical music and as much um, instrumental music now it started into more dance with more like I guess you could say words. Yeah, like pop music. Yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting too, because even in like the 1920s, you know, this was about 100 years ago in the 20s, you had like the flappers. You ever learn about that era of jazz, right? And that was kind of scandalous at the time. Then you get to the 50s with uh, the creation of rock and roll. And a lot of that dancing was also something that was considered scandalous at the time. Now you get to a time... Where there's all kinds of dancing out there. Yeah. That's you know, little little strange and, and whatnot. So why is this something that you're passionate and interested in?
3: Well, because dancing can be used at all times. When you're sad, you can dance. If you're happy, you can dance. When you can dance, <laughs> you can always have fun while dancing. It's never
0: boring. You
3: can always listen to the music and just go to the beat.
0: So how would you respond to people who were, are doing these these? dances today that are just saying oh well it's just my expression it's just you know me having a good time
3: so there's a difference between a good time and how and sometimes what people are doing sometimes instead it'd be easier to just some people are doing it for media attention some people are doing it for mm. just fun it was just more more classical more clean or you know most awesome, as i said to when in the 1900s and how they were just, it was more like everybody knew the dance and this is just how it was, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like, this is the style of dance. This is how you do it and you learn it and now you know it and that's just how it is. Yeah. But now it's more like you just
0: do whatever you want. Yeah. And what is your favorite, like if you had a particular style that you enjoy most, what, what kind of dancing would it be?
3: Probably... Irish and probably pop dancing
0: yeah the Irish style is interesting because that goes back hundreds maybe even a thousand years plus so but awesome any final thoughts
3: no that was it
0: awesome well thank you Miss Radodactyl for sharing some thoughts on dancing
3: yay
1: Thank you for listening to the Download Podcast. I do consider subscribing. It's free. And have a good day.